When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I define League MX as the shoot your shot league. You do expect higher performances and better things from Club Americas, but it's the inconsistency. With the what is it with inconsistent though? I will maintain that the U.S. men's national team came out to the knockout round despite terrible coaching. Like they have a student discount maybe to go to a games? <laughs> like they got it, right? No. <laughs> take that next step i think it's still undisputed that you have to go to europe he's gonna well, be on the ground for the majority the, of the no look back at highlights that, no that, if that's you the have... christian pulisic treatment though same we're gonna and... have to stop this we're gonna start arguing on this podcast aren't we welcome welcome back to the real football show i'm gino ganello as always joined by edwin garcia edwin it's I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm just gonna put this banner up. It's a great day to be an American <laughs> soccer fan. How are you doing today? Pledge allegiance to the flag. Um, no, nah, it's fantastic. Great news to wake up to this morning. Uh, exciting and uh, just man, it, it, we knew it was coming. I kind of all felt like we like yeah. just waiting, but I had no idea it was happening today. Totally, genuinely, happily surprised by the developments. Yeah. Today, so. Yeah, I got out of the gym and and I just saw our one of our coworker Scott's uh, message in the Slack channel, and I was like, "Let's go!" Huge, <laughs> huge moment for those of you who do not know, uh, Fuller and Balogun, who is the Arsenal loanee uh, on loan at Reims in France. He's got 19 goals, 34 appearances over there. Uh, he had a choice between England and the United States today. He officially chose. The, the United States and FIFA officially approved that decision. Uh, we obviously have a lot to talk about today, MLS, League MX, but this is the story of the day, the story of probably the week, the story of probably the next few months as we get into June with a lot of U.S. men's national team opportunities for him. Um, let's start here, Edwin. What is a, a, getting a guy like this? What does getting Balogun mean for the United States men's national team? Well, first of all, I was I was at the gym too, um, and uh, when I got the news, but yeah, maybe uh, I think okay, <laughs> no, this is fantastic news. This is what was the one big question mark we had throughout the entire World Cup was what's wh- who's our number nine? Why didn't we bring Pepe? Why is Ferreira there in that crucial game? Why didn't we bring Vasquez? Why didn't we do this? It was a lot of questions, and it w- we didn't have questions about Tyler Adams, Musa. We didn't have question about uh, our defense, even though at the beginning when we brought in Tim Ream, when we had selected him, 
we we had some questions there, but he delivered. Everybody performed well, but the whole tournament, the whole World Cup, all the buildup for four years led up to us just questioning, you know, that one position. What's happening there? What's happening there? And then Gio Reyna took some of the of the you know the attention away from that with his little drama. But again, that was the big question mark. And now we have at least in theory, we have some answers and we have some really good stuff in place to make us excited about this run up coming up now. And hopefully the world cup in, you know, when we have it here in the States could be a a bigger celebration than we uh, had initially thought we'd have. So I'm excited. I'm excited. This is fantastic news and it's a great day to be an American soccer fan. Yeah, it, it is really great news for the United States men's national team. Once again, Despite the fact not having a coach, they're able to um, complete a, <laughs> yeah, another coup here. Um, they could be able to complete another coup here uh, with uh, Balogun coming over to the United States men's national team. Again, we do not. Let's preface all of this by saying, who knows what could happen with him? Who knows? He is a very yeah. talented player, but he's only 21 years old, and he's never played with these players before. And it's gonna. It may take a little bit for him to get used to and a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of a learning curve for him to get to the point where we need him to be. But to have a player of his stature come to the United States men's national team in a position that we desperately, desperately needed to find some answers in it is, is absolutely massive for the United States men's national team. And now when you look at that number nine position, the depth infinitely or immediately gets better because Everybody drops down, right? So you, Balogun is is the guy probably right now, right? He is the right number now, yeah. nine. He's Absolutely. the guy right that's going to come in and, and and start in that position. You know that he's going to be on the team sheet come June. It, it's just inevitable at this point. It's been pretty. It is inevitable. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, is it is pretty clear. Yeah. But after him, it goes to you know. Then you have. Ricardo Pepe, Brandon Vasquez, Josh Sargent, and all of a sudden you find the Haji Wrights and the and the Jesus Ferrer is at the bottom of that pecking order. Yeah. And, and it makes, instead of having, again, we don't know what Balogun will be, but instead of having that question mark up top, we know who the number nine will be come June, yeah. come the Nations League match against Mexico, which is something we could not say for a very long time. And that's yeah. massive for the United States. That's massive, massive, massive. Uh, we... There's some guys today that are probably not happy. You know, the Brendan Vasquez, like you mentioned. Yeah. They've had a a rough go. But I'd rather have competition breeding the best out of people with people that I know. We wanted Pepe. We wanted Brandon Vasquez. We have good faith in them. But throwing in uh, Balogun into the mix is going to bring out the best in all of them. And I want whoever is the best out of all of them. You know, it could be Balogun is the hot guy right now. But if Ricardo Pepe sees this as an opportunity to step up, elevate, and take his game to the next level and be the guy, hey, great, you know, then it's a win for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can we talk about uh, Balogun's – I'm having an issue here with the name. I, I don't know. I can't <laughs> – I, I feel like I'm I, – I, I, I butcher a lot of names here. Balogun, but it's Fullerin Balogun. But when I went on the U.S. Fullerin, men's national yes. team – But when I go on the U.S. men's national team Twitter – they tweeted out Flo, F-L-O. So I'm assuming that's the nickname, but it seems kind of like, all right, a little 
confusing there. So I don't know. Can we just make a decision now on what we want to call him? So I don't feel we're going to call him flow. We're going to call him flow. That's the nickname. That's where we're going. We're going with flow because that's sick. Um, (laughs) And um, no, I, but I dude, I I would, like I told you before the show, if you made me bet my entire life savings on this, I would have said it was Florian Balligan. So um, (laughs) so, so how much I know about his name. Uh, first yeah. name, but we don't need to know. listen. We don't we don't need to know his first name as long as he scores no, no, the goals no. and the last name goes on the score sheet. That's all that matters. Um, yeah. But yes, I mean, again, you got to look at it this way, right? It's like the only four strikers that I ever want to see on a U.S. men's national team roster for the time being that I that yeah. that we know of right now should be flow, flow, like Mm-hmm. Brandon Vasquez, Josh Sargent, or Ricardo Pepe. Those yeah. are the only four I want to see on the, on the sheet, provided that two of them aren't injured. Because no. obviously you'll only probably take three in a typical window. Provided two of them aren't injured, I only want to see those names. Yeah, everyone those else, get out of my life. Get out of my those, life, everybody those are else. The guys. Yes. Um, Pepe's having a great season. He's got 12 mm-hmm. goals, three assists in the, uh, out of it easy right now in 27 appearances. That's really good. That's yeah. very good. Um, you know, Vasquez hasn't been great in the MLS, which is again kind of feeling the pressure, maybe a little bit uh, of having to be that. Maybe he, maybe now he steps his game up. Maybe we see exactly. it, see it. If, in the this MLS. What I want. Let's see. Let's see what he does. Yep. And Josh Sargent, as we know, he's in the championship. He's probably in the last of that, which is a shame. I really did what he did in the World Cup. I appreciated, but I still find that talent-wise and what he can do. It doesn't really doesn't really add up to the um you know to, to be in that top three tier right now. We'll yeah. see though. But he's he in could, the mix. He's, he's in the mix. He's in the mix. He's in the mix. He's in the mix. Like but it, it is an unbelievable coup. It, it is it is really good for the United States. Um, you know, I saw somebody put out a, a United States men's national team potential roster with him, right? Ooh. And and uh, you know, it had you know. Uh, the typical players, there was a, it had Tim Ream in center back, which I don't necessarily see. I feel like Miles Robinson will end up taking over that position. Um, you got to give props to Daddy, though, bro. You but got to give props. He held it down. He held it down. Give, he had a great Premier League three. season. So, yeah. But um, it had Reyna on the right wing, which I have okay. my own. I, I absolutely love Timmy Weah. So on that right wing, so I would prefer him. But I mean, again, it, it, that we can. The thing is that. The point I'm trying to make is when I looked at that roster, it's like everywhere, but I think except, uh, but except right back, there's okay. you can plug in a couple names there, and you're like, this kid's good, this kid's good. You know, in the midfield we have MMA, but we have, you know, Paredes, we have Malik Tillman, we have um, Paxton Aronson, Brendan Aronson, like yeah. the midfield is stacked from all aspects, and now we can say the same, I think about that number nine position, which is great. Yeah. So I uh, just very excited. And all these guys are going to get you. They're, they're all young. By the time the next, the next, uh, World exactly. Cup like around, man. he's 20 years old. He's actually oh. younger than Balogun. <laughs> he's younger oh. than Balogun. But you know, I think the, the big point that everybody was making is we now ha- can say we have a striker in yeah. one of the top five leagues. Again, it is Liga Un. you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's not the best, hey, league, bro. Liga but Un, man. Big deal. we have, we have a striker, in one of the top five leagues, who's producing in the top five leagues. So that's that's huge. Um, So absolutely great for the U.S. men's national team. 
Um, just, just really good stuff. And, and obviously we'll follow the story as it continues to move forward. Go ahead. Let me ask you, I want to ask you, I want to ask you though, let's uh, obviously we have our, our affinity for us men's national team and we yeah. have our reasons for him for wanting him to come here and choosing us. But let's look at this real quickly before we move on. I do want to ask, what do you feel as far as, is this the best decision for him? You know, leaving England and, and, and making this big move. Like, how do you feel about this? There has been, some uh, questions brought up about this online and people are, you know, wondering. So I just kind of want to know what your thoughts on this are. Well, yes, this, you know, our, our, our coworker, Lizzie, she, she has a little bit more of reservations, which I understand. I I understand her reservations completely. I I, I get them. I think she's right when it, when she says, you know, the project with the U S men's national team is very unclear right now. There's no set style of play. There's no coach right now. We just yeah. hired a sporting director. It's, it's a lot of still up in the air. But I think personally for the U.S. men's national team, or for, for excuse me, for, for Balogun, his opportunities with the U.S. men's national team and the opportunity to become a legend for the U.S. men's national team is much greater than his opportunity to become a legend for, let's say, the English national team. When you look at the English national right. team, that striker position is stacked. I mean, Tammy yeah. Abraham's not getting any games right now, and and he's firing on all cylinders for uh, Roma. He's been yep. very, very good for them. So you know, I I think well, well, yes, it's 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 an opportunity to get an immediate, uh, as Lizzie said on on Twitter, it's an opportunity to get an immediate starting role in a team. Yeah, I think it's more than that too because. If he goes out there and he wins stuff and he scores and he goes out there and he is, you know, ends up getting us far in the 2026 World Cup, right? And he is a centerpiece of this team moving forward. That's, he will be a much bigger legend in the eyes of U.S. men's national team fans than if he did that same exact thing, no matter what it is, the same exact thing for England because it's been done before. They have those legends. The United States national team is growing and it's growing and it's still very young in terms of the growth that it has with the, 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 the talent, the youth, the, the current golden generation. There's an opportunity to check a lot more boxes, not only for your personal self, but for the country of the United States on a soccer field for men's soccer than there would yeah. be for England over if he played for England and waited and possibly didn't even get that opportunity because of the stacked field that they have over there in England. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I agree. I agree. You nailed it with the Tommy Abraham comparison. It's a very proper, good comparison of what's happening over there. But let's not look. Let's not let's not kid ourselves here either. OK, this is low hanging fruit, you know, for yeah. for 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 flow. This was low-hanging fruit. He's like, hey, I'm going to go. If I make this announcement here, if I say that I'm staying in England, it's a footnote in England, you know, and they'll talk about it for a little yeah. bit in the States, but then it's gone. It's 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 not going to, you know, it's not going to stay in the news cycle. Now, he comes over here. He becomes the man. He's chasing. He's clout chasing. Obviously, he's got this whole big promotional campaign, everything. This is great attention for him, but now he has to deliver. He has to. And like you said, and like how Lizzie pointed out, maybe this isn't the best structured place right now for him to play as far as like what England has going on. But again, these yeah. are cycles. There's going to be a ramp up. There's going to be time. It's not like we need this guy to deliver tomorrow because the game is yeah. tomorrow and he just made his decision. He's going to appear. Now I do like a little bit of the swagoo that he's bringing 
you know, with the whole putting out the video and, you know, he's really like enjoyed the recruitment trip. It was kind of like an NIL deal here where he's coming <laughs> in and they really gave him everything. Uh, I do appreciate that. I like that. You know, he's got a little slatan in him in the sense that he's like really yeah. like enjoying this moment. Cool. Hey, have the moment. We need it. No one had taken this moment in men's uh, in United States men's soccer. So this is great for you. Now you have time to deliver. But the microscope is going to be on him. The magnifying glass is going to be solely on him. This is great for for Pepe. This is great for Vasquez for them to see, you know, how he handles that and for them to capitalize if they see a window open up. But for him, I love it. Hey, give me all that swaggoo. Give me all that uh, cloud chasing. It's good. Right now, it's fine. If, if, if we're, you know, because there could be the case where a couple of years from now, he's not even on the roster. This guy could flame out and we never hear about him again. Yeah. And it's just, you know, a footnote in our past. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't want somebody to get this take from, you know, years from now and be like, look at that <laughs> idiot who said he was never going to mount anything. No, no, no. Get the full context here. I think uh, I, I, I'm I'm 100% on board with this. I got all my all my energy and all my love is is for this to to bloom into something great but let's just you know take it for what it is this was low hanging fruit he's now in the news cycle all day today and for the upcoming while now in the united states as the hero that you know that is coming to save us so hey that's fine yeah. live up to it buddy i like it so let's and, go flow and, and again we need to point out this uh, we have not seen him in us men's national team jersey yet so oh, yeah, they posted out the pictures yet. <laughs> well, you know, I know, but we haven't no, no, seen on him the field, on, on the, the pitch. pitch. <laughs> we haven't seen him on the pitch. And he he looks good in the, new, in the new kit, though. He does look he good does. in the new kit. He I does like look it. good. He does. He makes it look at that so much better. Uh, oh, yeah. No, but, but he, he we haven't seen him on the pitch in the U.S. Men's National Team jersey yet. But I just feel like his style of play fits the wingers that the United States Men's National Team have. Oh yeah. There's not much. I, I I'd have to go through the stats. I haven't looked at them, but it seems like he's a speedy guy, a guy who gets makes some good runs, and I think that's what the United States men's national team is to create chaos in front of other defenses, because the wingers that we have are not crossers of the ball. No, they're not crossers of the ball. They're and and it, it's just unless you have a striker who's going to be able to pass as well, like you need someone who's going to make the runs in behind where Pulisic's cutting this way. Balogun's cutting that way and it opens up a hole or something like that. And, you know, you get a winger that's kind of, you know, that's what I, I see. And that's why I don't really, you know, we'll, we'll see what it plays out as. I, that's why I like Timmy way better because I just like his pace on that right oh, side. Oh, I love it. I love it. But, um, but yeah, I, it's just, I think his style of play may fit the United States men's national team really, really well, but we'll have to yeah. see. We'll, we'll have, have to see. see. We'll have that's... to see who the coach is. We'll have to see what, for, what, Formation they run it, it's yeah. there's a lot to be determined and he's and he's in league on so he's got to finish that up and continue yeah. over there we got MLS over here so let's let's yes. focus on yeah that let's bad focus let's let's shift over to the MLS um I mean rivalry we rivalry week this past weekend which is always fun brings yeah. a lot of storylines we've had you know, a couple uh, you know big results um but we should focus on two mainly let's start out in the Cali Classico over in the, it was, it was in LA, right? I think it was in LA. Yeah. I don't think it was, in, yeah. I don't think it was in, in the Bay, but um, LA galaxy taking on San Jose. Uh, San Jose, obviously been one of the good surprises of the season as our uh, colleague Lizzie uh, mentioned at the beginning of the season that she thought we yeah. got to give her props. Yeah. Um, 
but um, the Galaxy, uh, you know, and obviously the Galaxy have been on the, the bad end of the MLS this season. Yeah. So coming in, you'd expect San Jose to beat the Galaxy, but it was not the case. MLS, the man. Come out with- Everything's weird. Everything's, Everything's weird, weird this yeah. season. That should be the, the Galaxy come. The, yeah, that should be this. Everything's <laughs> weird. Soccer. Everything's weird. Um, <laughs> the Galaxy come out, though, with a 2-1 win, yeah. which is very big for them. Um, they managed to create opportunities. They managed to hold San Jose relatively quiet for most of the game. Um, what is this? Re- who does this result say more about? LA Galaxy or San Jose? I think it says more about the Galaxy. San Jose has been struggling on the road. They've been very good at home, struggling on the road. Um, kind of a letdown because they had the big win against LAFC last week in, you know, at uh, Levi Stadium. And then you go to, which I'm a little disappointed. First of all, can we appreciate that we had Sunday evening, Sunday night uh, MLS yeah. action? Fantastic. Can we props to the Galaxy for wearing those beautiful <laughs> green uniforms? Love that. That was fun. But, yo, L.A. fans, I I was very disappointed in the fandom, okay? That stadium looked pretty empty for a primetime Sunday night game. That's not good. I didn't like that. Uh, And you had a game that delivered. You had a game that had a lot of action. Uh, You had the ebbs and flows. You had everything. Uh, I didn't like that the fandom wasn't there. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe at the actual game it it wasn't as – noticeable but on tv i saw a lot of little empty seats especially uh as the game started but the the action the the fact that we had sunday night it was fantastic i loved it can i do have something to point out i'm gonna give you two big points from the game ricky pooch had a fantastic game fantastic game he played incredible he was all over the place but he looks mls doesn't get enough credit for being a or doesn't get enough recognition. I don't know if it's recognition or credit. What's the word I'm looking for here? But it's very physical. The MLS yeah. is a very physical league, not to mention the the fact that it's it's played in the summertime where it's extremely hot. The weather conditions are much more adverse to than let's say like Premier League or League One or like any of these other leagues. But Ricky Pooch was getting manhandled at times. Like he's bouncing off these guys in between a couple of these big dudes here in the midfield. And he's really taking a beating, but props to him, man. He kept fighting. He kept playing really hard. He had a fantastic game. I was very, very impressed with him. I I also have a lot of expectation for Ricky. I want him to do well. I think he's a great player. I think he's great for the league. But though my other big takeaway, Chicharito, I'm sorry. Yo, like you're just you look like the old guy out there in Sunday League who's like, Hey, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. And then like all your friends are like, Hey, yeah, man, bro, he, he was really good back in the day, man. Just give him time. And then every ball that you feed him, he's just like uh, uh, he just eats it, like kicks it off his own face and stuff. I felt like that was him. He had about four or five chances in the game to score. Like, I'm talking good passes, yeah. good finishes, could not either was too slow to get there, could not finish, tripped over himself, or just kicked it right at the goalie. Just I didn't like anything that he brought to the game. And then, of course, they sub him out. And 40, like, 6, 49 seconds later, I think, was the actual uh, clock. Jovalich, his replacement, comes in and scores a goal. Like, again, I I couldn't have proven my point any better that Chicharito (laughs) couldn't do what he was doing until you subbed him out and you brought in Jovalich. And he goes in there and less than a minute later does what this guy couldn't do. So, But, you know, Jovalich, Jovalich... Dude only scores off the bench. 
Yeah, that, that, yeah he's been having his opportunities. The yeah, they should, had his legit, opportunities. They should just this play season. Chicharito for a minute and then bring him off yeah. the bench. He'll probably score a hat trick. <laughs> maybe, maybe that could possibly work. I mean, he I think he kind of only scores off the bench. It's wild. Yeah. Wild, very wild. And the celebration. What do you give the celebration? Did you like it? The celebration? I thought it was I thought it was a solid celebration. He got the other. Did, did, did it warrant taking off the jersey though? You thought that might have been a little excessive? I or? think I think the I think the taking off the jersey probably it wasn't like a game winning goal. You know? Yeah, because they scored that other one late. They, that, that put them up two the other nothing one was at the time. after this one. They went up two nothing with it with the yeah. goal. Yeah, that was pretty like like I guess when you're like, you know, at the bottom of the table and you're having a bad season, you finally like, hey, we're up two nothing. Yes. Yes, let's go. You know, like, I guess you got to go nuts and take off the jersey there. Maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a needless yellow card to get, especially with how they <laughs> accumulate and and just you yeah. know, just giving yourself like in a in a big moment where you're like, yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's like taking the pressure off a little bit where it's like one nothing mm-hmm. and two nothing. You go up and, you know, you're finally going to get another win. It's like maybe yeah. that's what it was. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, Galaxy played much better than we've seen them play for a majority of this season in the games. Um, as always, this team runs and goes as Ricky Puig goes. You know, when he plays well, they play well. It's it's yeah. the, the defining factor. I mean, again, we, we I thought a big step in the right direction was the defense. Um, this Galaxy team, this Galaxy defense has has been leaking goals. They, they haven't been very good. Seemed the communication was better. They didn't really give San Jose many opportunities. Uh, this was largely a, an LA Galaxy control game. Um, but the team goes as Ricky Puig goes. And if they can just keep getting him to get these types of performances, they could be very good. It's just yeah. he doesn't put them in consistently enough. And I think that's a major problem for 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 the LA Galaxy. But I think you're right. I think I think this says a lot about the Galaxy to go in there grab the victory, you know, especially with how times have been. Um, but, um, you know, I don't think if you're a San Jose fan, could be a little hangover from being LAFC. You're like, uh, if you're in San Jose, you got to be disappointed. You you dropped the ball, man. You dropped oh, the ball. You disappointed. LA, you took out LAFC. You played great. And then you couldn't like it. And it wasn't like LAFC. I mean, like uh, San Jose was playing really well the whole game. Like they had their little no, they played, moments yeah, they and then the play late great. goal. In fairness, missing, I mean, not that it's the entire team, but missing Kate Cowell due to the U20 World Cup. Mm-hmm. So that is a major player in their team. It shouldn't be, okay. shouldn't really change them as much as yeah. it did change them, but we'll, we'll give them a, yeah, we'll give them that. Um, but yeah, I mean, San Jose, you, you gotta, you gotta come out and, and win this game. But you know, you I, I, come out, I have man. a problem with the scheduling though, giving them back to back LA games. I mean, that's no. like high pressure games back to back weeks. Big well, that's, no, that's that's what you, you're. You're California, man. Like the Californias, man. You go up on the nine and take it down the pike. You know, like that SNL bit. I, yeah. I love it, man. And you got and look, they got what they have three teams right now in California with the fourth one coming here with the the rumors of or, or not yet confirmed, but uh, San Diego's out there that they're gonna be the next team. It, look, it, it's it, you got four teams. You got to play NorCal, SoCal. SoCal takes a dub. You know, and we we proved nothing because Southern uh, North uh, San Jose won the first one against LAFC, but then they lose the Galaxy. So we have nothing proven there. We don't know who's the king of uh, of California. But anyway, it's enough California there, man. Let's go to the other. That's enough. Let's talk yeah, about, it's enough. Yeah, it's enough California. Let's, about, let's move on let's to what uh, happened in my backyard. 
Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, let's let's change coasts. Go over from from Western Conference West Coast play all the way to the East Coast in Florida. Uh, Inter Miami yep. took on New England this past weekend, and once again at home, Inter Miami find a way to get a win. They win two one. <sighs> Joseph Martinez back on the score sheet. David Ruiz is on the score sheet uh, for the first time yep. ever. It's his first MLS goal. Uh, Eighteen years old, right? 18 yeah. or 19. He's a teenager still. Um, 19, and, and, and gets an assist as well on, on the Martinez goal. Um, tell me about it. Your feelings on the, on the inner Miami performance. I, I look, I'm, I'm happy as a Miami fan that we won, but every win that we do also is like an extension on the Phil Neville. And I, you know, I'm off the Phil Neville train. I don't, I'm not excited. about. I'm not excited about him anymore. I can't make excuses for him, but dang it. He, Somehow the team won, so here we are. That's a nice little run of form there for Inter-Miami. It's a big win for Inter-Miami. This is the number one team going into that game. New England was number one in the Supporters' Shield, number one in the East, obviously. And they came in pretty healthy, not missing any of their big stars. They came in expected to win. And Miami just, man, they get on the board early. Goal in the sixth minute by, by the youngster. And then there was a disallowed goal. Then there was the Carlos Carlos Gil Hill Hill. I don't know how they pronounce his name. Hill. I like it. Look, man, he had a great game. They, New England should have played better. They should have won this game. They didn't. I think it's more telling of Inter Miami's resilience that they haven't been phased, considering because there's been so much attention on Inter Miami. So many people talking, whether it's the coach, the team, the messy rumors that we're not even going to get into. There's all this unwanted extracurricular stuff around here in Miami, but they go in on Saturdays and when they're at home, they feel very comfortable and they have good games and they win. So I, 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 I got to give credit where credit's due there. Inner Miami pulled it off. The, the story here to me is the, is the couple of things, obviously the Ruiz having his, you know, coming out. I think it was a second start having the great game. And then there's Joseph Martinez again, scoring. Here we go. Two games in a row with the goal. Are we? We talked about it last week. Are we going to start seeing those wheels, you know, that gear, uh, uh, getting into gear and those wheels going in motion? Are we starting to see that? Man, that was super cliche. I apologize for that. Hitting it with back-to-back cliches there. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we're starting to see something. Can he build off of it? Two games, two goals, three goals in two games, all for it. Let's give me some more Martinez. And I think if you're an MLS fan, whether you're a jilted Atlanta fan that, you know, lost Martinez or just a casual guy like you up north, you can appreciate a guy like Martinez having, you know, these kind of games and hopefully carrying and bringing good proper attention to the league, man, because he's a star. So let's keep it going. Yeah, I think this is really good for for Inter-Miami. I mean, back-to-back wins against teams in the top four of the East. Um, Atlanta obviously struggling a little bit, but still in that top four. Uh, and then New England, who is the best team in the league by if you go by points and Sporter Shield. Um, I think it's interesting, you know. They yeah, it'd be Columbus, who again been struggling a little bit. Um, but it, it's interesting. They found a way to play without possession. Because in the last three games, yeah. they've they haven't really controlled much of the game. It's been, you know, 30% possession against Columbus, 45, I think, or 44 against uh Atlanta and 42 against uh, New England, like they, they haven't really had much of the possession or then haven't had the, you know, the majority of the possession in any of those games and they found a way to win. And, and, and it seems like that two goal margin 
is 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 where you need to get in Miami wins. Yeah. Every single one of their wins has come when they've scored two goals. And every single oh, man. one of their losses, except for one, they've not scored a single goal. So there you go. I guess it's I guess this it's easy as if one goes in, a second will go in and you'll win the game, you know, because yeah. it, it's crazy the differences between between their wins and their losses. And and you know, again, you look at Montreal, you look at Philadelphia, both those teams at the beginning of the season were not very good. They 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 had their struggles at the beginning of the season. Obviously, now if you look back at the, the schedule, they they look much better of win. They yeah. look like much better wins. Uh because Phillies and Montreal are both starting to surge now. But um, but to beat teams that have consistently been good throughout the season is a big step in the right direction. But the next step, we mentioned it on the last podcast, the next step is winning on the road. They yeah. have not won a single game on the road, I don't think. Um, or did they nope. win in Columbus? Oh, yeah, they won in Columbus. That was they a won big in one. in Columbus. That's the only game they've won on the road. Um, everything else has been a loss, not even a tie. They haven't, they haven't grabbed any other points on the road. No, we don't have um, any draws on the season. It's, it's incredible. It's very, it's just heads or tails. Yeah. Are you going to win or you're going to lose? Okay. Them, them <laughs> and Montreal, I think are the, are the same. Them and Montreal, I think are both five Oh and six. Yeah. They're both five Oh and six, which is, is very funny, but, um, but they got to figure out a way to win on the road. When they go away from inter Miami, they have to figure out a way to, how to get results, uh, on a yeah. consistent basis, even if it's just the point. You know, draws on the road, wins at home will take you a long way. So they got to yep. figure out how to how to how to do that. But it's a big step in the right direction for them. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say tomorrow night they're up in your favorite town, Nashville. So that's gonna be a great game. Yes, uh, again, a very good I, game. I, 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 I don't want to pick against my team, but yeah, I don't see them winning in Nashville. Uh, Nashville coming off of, uh, I think they had a draw this week. If I'm not mistaken, but they did. That's they, they Nashville at home. DC. Very good team. Yeah, Nashville at home. Very good team. I'm not gonna, you know, bet against. Oh yeah, against DC. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. And you got to keep in mind. D, uh, I mean, it's not in hand over a lot of people, but Inter Miami currently have a game in hand over three of the top four teams in the East right now. Yeah. A win puts them. A win outside of Nashville uh, puts them on 18 points. A win at Nashville would put them on mm -hmm. 21 points. You know, that's, you know, again, we speculate a lot. I, I do. I, I, I tend to speculate a lot, but it, it, you know, things can turn very easily. And, and yeah. if they can get a couple wins here, turn things around a little bit, they could be in that position that we have said they should be in the top four of these because Atlanta's <laughs> struggling. And, you know, I think Atlanta is going to fall out of that top four and it's a matter of them and Philly right now to see who, who's who going to step up that, that of that spot. But, um, but the really, East is madness, though. The wild, so wild East fun. is madness here. We got so uh, six teams with seven teams with 15 points. So Inter-Miami, as good as as much as I, I like giving them props, they're in sixth place right now, okay? But if they were one point less, they'd be in 14th, okay? So it's a big drop here in, in, in standings well, here. So good for them. Let's, let's even say it this way, right? Let's say it this way. Let's, let's, let's play devil's advocate here and, and here say – <clears throat> seven through 15 in the East win this week and Miami loses Miami, oh, Miami's man. in last place. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> that, that won't happen. It's not, it's not going to happen, but like realistically, you like could that, have that kind of swing. It is. Toronto's yeah. has 12 points. They're three points off sixth with, which where, which is where Miami is. So things are very volatile in the, in the Eastern conference, which we love. 
Very different from the yeah. West. The West kind of has their top team set right now. Um, mm-hmm. Pulling away a little bit, but the the East, you know, once you get away from New England and Cincinnati, it's all up for grabs right now, yeah. which is great. MLS, super weird. <clears throat> MLS, super I weird. Think that was the slogan. Yeah, no, it's super, <laughs> this this season's been super weird. I think it is. Um, let's move over. We've been doing standout performers. We'll start with you. Who was your standout performer of the week? Keeping it simple, man. I already mentioned them, I'm, and I'm keeping it local again. Sorry. Last week I was, you know, I went West Coast. This week I'm going East Coast. I'm going David Ruiz, man, 19 years old. You step up. We gave a lot of props to Kermashi a couple of, a few weeks ago when he was having his moment, and he's been playing great. But this kid comes in, scores a goal, assists on a goal to a legend. Like, that's a great, great week for you. I, 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 I got to give props to the youth movement there. In a team full of stars and, and, and veteran guys, he stepped up, patiently waited for his opportunity. It opened, kind of like what we talked about with our boy Flo, to open the show. Whoa. He, ste- he, he stayed back, waited for his opportunity, and he's, uh, he's taking advantage of it. So props to David Ruiz, man. Great game. My, my Catracho friend from Honduras there. Uh, I hope to see more and more, and I'd love to have him you know, continue this run of form. So good for him. That's my standout. Yeah, really, really a, a great performance from him and, and definitely worthy of, of that. For me, I'm going to go a little bit more fun with this one. My standout performer of the week is red card or our red cards. Um, they uh, eat red cards this past <laughs> week across across 14 games, um, two in the uh, <clears throat> two in the Philly Colorado game. Actually, I think there might have been one more because I believe Houston got two red cards. Yes, Houston got two red cards. So nine red cards across 14 games this week. It's almost a red card a game. Super. Um, Love it. So the red card stood out <laughs> this weekend. A man down stood out this weekend. Uh, the, the referees not having it, to say the least, with, with the, the, uh, the players. And, and, and it, it you know, showed on the, on the statue with, with some red cards. So I'm going with that. Um, nice. Let's move over real quick to our game of the week. So this week's a little weird. So we have a midweek game. We have midweek games this week. We have uh, weekend games. So we're just going to stick with match day 13, which is tomorrow. We've got 13 games on the slate. What is your game of the week? And we got 13 games tomorrow, 14 on Saturday, 27 this week. Oh, it's crazy. But uh, keeping it just for Wednesday, I I like the Cincinnati-Montreal matchup this week. Uh, Cincy, now's your opportunity here. New England is not playing tomorrow, from what I recall. They're, I have to double-check. They're not playing tomorrow. So Cincy's moment to capitalize and take advantage. I don't know if – let me see. Can I look it up here real quick? I don't see New England. Uh, no, New no, England they're not playing tomorrow. Saturday. They're yeah, playing Saturday. Saturday. Cincy, look at me right here, Brandon Vasquez. I'm staring right at you on the camera. This is, this is your moment. Go in there, capitalize, score some goals. Take Cincinnati to the promised land, make them be number one in because I think they'll be number one in supporter shield too. Because if with a nice solid win, and they haven't again, my biggest knock on Cincinnati all season has been they haven't had that win that even Miami has had with these two nothing wins and and these games. Give me a, a solid performance here, Cincinnati. Take it to Montreal, which is hot, and it'll be a respectable game because Montreal's been playing really really well ever since they made that little trade with. Uh, with Inter Miami, they swap players. Both teams have benefited. Talk about a win-win for teams in a trade, there, huh? Montreal's gone yeah. on a nice run since they got the guys. Inter Miami's done well. Worked out great for everybody. That's my uh, the game that I'm looking forward to, and it's going to be is it's it's in 
Cincinnati, right? Yeah, it's in Cincinnati. Montreal is going to have a tough task there. But let's see. Cincinnati, that's who I'm, I'm, I'm putting my, uh, my focus on them. I want to see them have a good game, even though Montreal, you know, I love, I love me some poutine. Yeah, and this is the week that Cincinnati has the game in hand over uh, over New England. This is a real opportunity. They'll both be on 12 games after this week, so big opportunity yep. for them. Montreal, like you mentioned, playing really, really well, like very well. Yeah. They kept four straight clean sheets, um, just the six straight wins in all competitions. Uh, yeah. been they really, were dead really in the good. water a few they were dead in the water a month ago. Like we had a like, month ago, we were dead. talking about how they've let up like seventy goals in in three yeah. games. They were they, like a four nothing and a five nothing back to back. But coach was on the hot really, seat. Neville was on yep. the hot seat. And look at that one trade and every they're good. Their job security is there. Two other coaches got fired. Crazy, bro. Super yeah. weird. MLS. Super weird. MLS. Super <laughs> weird. Yeah. So that's gonna be a really fun game and and will really tell us a lot about a couple teams in the East, which we need some answers on. The other game that uh, the my game of the week is actually also in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be Philly versus DC. Little rivalry match there. Yeah. Um, always a fun, always a fun time. DC has been they've been they've been chugging along. They're ninth right now, but um, a couple they lost in the midweek in the in the Open Cup. But other than that, and and a loss to uh, Cincinnati in MLS play. They've been undefeated and or they they've been they've won the other five games that they've played. Um, they've been keeping clean sheets, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they manage a solid team like Philly. They've played over that stretch. They've only they played Montreal, Orlando, Charlotte, um, Cincinnati, and Nashville. Um, Cincinnati, the team they lost to, and, and really the only solid solid team they played. Um, but now they get a chance against Philly, who's looked much better since yep. bowing out of the Concacaf Champions League. Um, and now looks to be moving up the table some more. So it's going to be a big battle, a test to see where both of these teams are at. Is Philly at the level that they are used to being at? Are they back to the team that we're used to seeing? Um, or or is DC United here to stay? And, and a real, you know, is Wayne Rooney, you know, making them a real contender in the middle of that Eastern Conference? Uh, so that's what I, I'm looking for this weekend. So that's why Philly, or this week, that's why Philly and DC is my uh, my game of the week. Um, nah, it's we great, finally... great. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's a great game because yeah, Philly wins. They're in the top three. They're in the top three. Yeah, or potential to be yep. top three team, especially yep. after that you know lull that they had. And DC can get into that top four conversation with the win and leapfrog Philly if they win. So yeah, great game. For sure, for sure. So um, moving on now to League MX to wrap things up. Um, yeah. We finally got a win in our predictions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went four here. and zero. Oh, you went three and one. Yep. We got the Let's give ourselves uh, a round of applause. Nice Let's give applause. ourselves a round of applause. We did great. Way to we totally got... redeem ourselves here. <laughs> totally redeemed ourselves. We got the um, we got the matchups that I wanted. We've yes. got two. We've got two rivalry but matches. We've they got should be finals. Just have them be the finals. Yeah, each independent finals, right? Who cares overall? Like, just those are two great finals right there. We've got, yeah, I mean, we, it's going to be great. It, it, it's kind of crazy, again, as we've mentioned, these quick turnarounds in, in League MX. So we have uh, T- Tigres versus Monterey in one semifinal, the Classico Reggio, I believe it is called. Um, uh, uh, that's what Lizzie told me. Um, okay. And I then, of course, <laughs> Club America, Chivas, which is is a rivalry for the ages in League MX. Um 
that will take place on Thursday. So, so Tigres Monterey will be Wednesday. Uh, the kickoff for that game is at 11 PM uh, Eastern time. And then club America Shivas is 10, 10 on Thursday, 10, 10 PM on Thursday. Uh, again, these are two leg ties. So the uh, second leg of these ties will be played on Saturday for Tigres Monterey and Sunday for America uh, for club America and Shivas. Um, I mean, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, I see that. I was looking at the wrong times. No, you're right. Uh, okay, yeah. I was like, I'm like, wait, what time is that game? No, no. And it, yeah, this is gonna be fantastic here. And I'm yeah, looking I mean, forward to. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, nah, I'm butchering say... up what you're saying. So go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, Monterey and Club America, relatively handy wins, but Chivas and uh and Tigres kind of had a fight for theirs. Chivas or Tigres went up four one in their first leg and thankfully yeah. they did because they lost three one to Toluca in the second leg. Um or else that could have been a problem. And then and then Chivas and, and Atlas uh tied one one on aggregate and then finished it off uh you know um in um penalties. In in penalties I believe was the uh was was how they 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 won that second one. All right. Um but but yeah, so um, really good matchups. That's that's really awesome. We gotta, all right, let's let's start over here because we got to bring better energy to this. This has been our I money know. maker segment here, and let's we got to get excited here. Okay, we got the matchups that you wanted. Absolutely, we got the matchups I want. Hundred percent. But I'm gonna ask you: you can only watch one of these games. Which one would you watch as this neutral? Because you're a Cruz Azul fan, and my Pachuca is out, right? Although I'm still oh. up for, I'm still a free agent technically. You know, I'm, 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 I'm open here. Monterey, <laughs> hit me up. But anyway, which game? Uh, if you could only watch one, which one would you watch? Monterey Tigres, or are you gonna watch Chivas and Club America? I'm probably watching Chivas and Club America. I think uh, okay. the Monterey Tigres game. I genuinely think Monterey handles Tigres pretty, pretty well. I think it's gonna be, okay. you know, I think it'll be probably end up being maybe like a three-one-four-one on aggregate. Um, okay. but I, I think Monterey and Tigres, I, I, I mean, it's a mat, a rivalry match, which is great. Um, the fans will be up for it, but I think overall Monterey is the better team. Shivas and, and club America. I mean, I think, again, I think club America comes out on top, but I think that's a much closer matchup than, than the other one. And I think there's going to yeah. be a lot of really good football played there. Got a lot of talent on both sides and it's going to be, be really fun to watch, uh, you know, that one. So that's the one I would go with. How about you? What do you, what do you got? I, I think the club America Chivas game is the most interesting to me to see it, you know, just because I feel like, man, those teams hate each other. There's a real yeah. beef right there, but I want to see Monterey at home. I, I love that stadium up in the mountain. That's the one that's up in the mountains, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes. That has Monterey that, is the beautiful-, beautiful stadium that you see in every beautiful stadium picture ever. Exactly. So yeah, I I just show me the game Perfect. from that angle. Like really, where I just see little dots moving around, and I just you know it looks like a uh, you yeah. know one of those Microsoft wallpapers in the background, and I'm just like, oh okay. So I'd be all for that. Uh, but yeah, I again, this is the dream matchup that you wanted. We get the the games, the rivalry games here, and then guess what? We get one more after that because we'll have the final here with with essentially hopefully the two best teams come out of this. Uh, I think. Yeah. I believe Club America is going for their 14th championship or title. That sounds about and right. That sounds about right. Chivas is going for 13. I believe they're off by one. So you got a lot on the line here. There's a big swing. Like Chivas could tie it. Yeah. So then, you know, we could have some serious drama here. But I, I think I know who Lizzie is going for. 
I, I, I think, think she so told too. me she was a big Tigres fan, right? That's what she yes, said. Yes, big Tigres um, fan. She loves Tigres. <laughs> she is, Lizzie loves the Tigres. There you go. She's a big Guignac fan, so I'll I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a great week. I I, I have to ask. I do want to know. You know, we mm-hmm. we've talked. You know, first off, let's do our let's do we do let's before we get to predictions. I just want to ask okay. you one question. We've talked a lot about Santos Laguna over the past few weeks. Their firing of their coach lasts uh, at the end of the season. Um, they pull off the upset. Then they lose 2-0 to Monterey in a very respectable manner. I mean, 2-0 to Monterey over two legs is not bad. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, was the firing of the Santos Laguna coach worth what they got out of it? In the short run, no. You ruined, you know, anything that you had, any chemistry. Yeah, you got that one upset win to lead you into it, but then eventually you hit the disappointment, which was the inevitable, like we said earlier. Um, it, it just you you dropped the ball there. The whole timing was bad. I don't like it. It still didn't do anything, and it set you guys back. I think your best play was see if it, you were done with the coach. That's fine. You could even just let him ride out this this season here these playoffs let him see what he can inspire he could be that coach that goes in there guys look they're gonna get rid of me can can you give me one more run for me you know they're gonna get rid of me win or lose but i got one more run with you i want to give you everything i got maybe that could have been a little more inspirational to the team but it in the end it was you know they, they got nothing out of it and now you're just just a waste i feel like the playoffs just became a waste for them yeah i mean my my you lost the final game of the season anyway, and you only got in the playoffs because Queretaro and Pumas or Queretaro couldn't make the playoffs and Pumas lost. I mean, yeah, you, you backed, backed your way into the playoffs either way. And then you do pull off the upset against Pachuca, but then you fall to Monterey. I mean, so was the one win worth kind of breaking up your, the, the chemistry the team had? I mean, I know things weren't going well, but as we've mentioned, this Santos Laguna team was torn apart after the Apertura. Uh, they, you know, I think they need to give, they need to give him some time and they didn't. Yeah. And they, they kind of, you know, he went on a losing streak. Um, and, and that was that. And, and I think in my opinion, to fire coach that late and to not really get much out of it and to barely make the playoffs based, based on the technicality and then to fall, you know, fall in, uh, in the playoffs, not really, not even make the semifinals. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting a lot of Chelsea vibes. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a lot of I wasn't expecting vibes. to do much anyway, though, right? It's like, were you yeah. expecting Santos Laguna to go far in the playoffs? I wasn't. No. And so, no, but if you're a fa- if you're a fan, though, you got to be super disappointed because I think anyone who's a fan, you know, a real fan of the team, would look and agree with what we're saying here, which is like, yeah, just leave the coach yeah. in there. We're not going to get anything positive out of it. Just leave it and sure. write it out because now, now by losing, you're you're left with the what if. You know what I'm saying? The what if. Well, sure. What if we had left this guy in there? Maybe he could have done something. Because that's a more likely what if than what actually happened. Like, oh, if we get yeah. rid of him and we put in this guy who's not going to be there, like, nah, just hot mess, hot mess. Be all interesting around. to see what they do now moving into the next season. But, um, you know, it's funny they they you know they 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 falter. Tigres now in the semifinal. We talked about them being a mess over the past few weeks or past few months. Uh, but let's get to predictions. Wrap things up here. Yeah. Monterey, let's start with Monterey and Tigres. Who do you have in that one? I, man, I don't like Tigres. I'm not a Tigers fan. You know, Detroit's not one of my favorite cities. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, I'm going Monterey, man. I got to go 
I'm going Monty. I like it. Uh, I'm still trying to see if they'll listen to me and maybe make make me an honorary fan, you know, and send me some swag, but it's not working. So I, I'm going to ride it till the end of the season here. If they don't, you know, hit me back, then I'll just I'll be done with them. I'll move on to the next one. Maybe Santos is looking for a new fan. So that's my that's my pick. What do you got? Um, for me, I, I have to go Monterey as well. I, I just can't see Tigres. We're going to have the same <laughs> ones, I think, this one. But um, I can't see okay. Tigres winning it. Um, I, I, I just can't see them coming out of this. It, I, I can't even I just can't even visualize it in my head. Wow, okay. Coming. All right. All right. So we're not getting any Tigres swag anytime soon. All right. No. Uh, what about the next game here? Chivas. Going, are they going to make it to for a chance to go for 14, or is Club America going to go for 15? I, I will I stick with Club right America now. because I have them win. I've said at the beginning before this all started that I think Club America could win it all, so I'm going to stick with Club America. I think they come out on top. I think they're the best team. I think they will win it all, um, but um, but that's my prediction for, for this weekend for, for them because, I mean, they're I just think they're the best team. Okay. But, Solid, solid. I'm going to go against the grain here, bro. I'm going with Chivas. I'm going to ride with my goats wow. because I love goats. I love goats. That's one of my favorite animals. Uh, baby goats, especially. I've been wanting to do like the, the, have you seen that yoga that they do with the baby goats that they just like no. hop on you? You haven't no. seen this? Oh, it's like a thing. I saw it online. It's fantastic. I, they actually do it like a few miles, like up north from where I'm at. It's kind of far, but it's pretty cool. You, you, you do yoga and then they have wild little baby goats just running around and they hop on you yeah. while you're in like different positions it's fantastic <laughs> i love goats so i'm gonna go with chivas and that you know because of my exclusive research and diving into the numbers i'm going with chivas. yes of course of course nothing to do with the goats yes. uh <laughs> all right well that's it i mean there you have it we're we're, we're not going to be both of us are not going to and again they're not going to oh, go no, no, this week. one of us will lose so uh we'll see who it is we'll see if i can keep my perfect record intact over the two that over guy. two weeks that guy's gonna lose. um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that about wraps it up. I think anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? Nah, man. Solid show. We'll try and, uh, stay tuned on socials. Keep hit us up, follow us for our next. We might, we're going to try and see if we get a, a Twitter space or some other type of, uh, live content coming up this week, but make sure you follow us on Twitter at 90 men underscore us and at, uh, Instagram at 90 men underscore USA. We're also on TikTok. We have a Facebook page that nobody knows about. So if you find us there, hit us up and <laughs> uh, and we'll keep tabs. We'll have all the uh, breaking news that happens on another. Maybe we have another day like today where we wake up to fantastic news. Maybe we'll have another big, uh, big signing coming to the league pretty soon. Hopefully we'll see. So <laughs> any other stay tuned. 90 min dot uh, 90 slash us also US, as yeah. well for 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 all of our editorial stuff. So that's it, man. That's all I got. It's been fun. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Sounds good, guys. Yeah, have a good one, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Adios, muchachos. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.